Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. This podcast shares the personal journeys of Tummy Team clients as they restore their core and pursue being strong to be pain-free and connected for the life they were meant to live. Everybody. Welcome to today's Tummy Team Journey podcast. I'm Kelly Dean from the Tummy Team, and um, I wanted to invite you guys to send in some questions. We get a lot of questions on our website, and we get a lot of questions uh, via email, but I wanted to open it up to see if um, any of you guys might want to call in a question, and we could have a Q&A um, type podcast in the future. So this is what you need to do. If you have a question about any anything that we talk about at the Tummy Team, any of the previous podcasts, um, if you have a question about diastasis recti or core rehab or pain that you might be having or pelvic floor stuff, and you just want to see what I might say about that, I would love to um, answer your questions. So you can call our um, our voicemail and leave a voicemail and then your voicemail may be chosen to be on our podcast. So uh, the phone number is 360-952-2673. That phone number is on our website as well, thetummyteam.com. And you can just, when, when you leave your message, just say, I'm leaving a question for the podcast. Uh, we would love it if you give us your name. It doesn't have to be your last name. It could just be your first name and maybe where you're from. And then just, you know, record your question. And then we will get back to you one way or another. If we don't answer you on the podcast, we will an- answer you um, via email or uh, a phone call or something like that. We'll make sure we get your your questions answered. You can also, if you don't want your voice on the podcast, you can also email your question to info at the tummy team.com and just put in the subject line podcast question. And then those will get to me as well. And we'll figure out uh, the best way to answer your questions. But I think that might be a great way um, to do a podcast in the future to answer some of your questions. All right. So today, our topic today is called real life rehab and it's basically um real life rehab is kind of the the fun way that we talk about something that is a foundational pillar of the tummy team approach and basically um that that is making it meaningful and if you've been listening to our podcasts along the way a lot of people share how easy it has been to implement some of the rehab techniques that we give them, that they talk about little life hacks or little strategies that we give them to fit things in. Because I would say that most clients have the best intentions. We all go to rehab with the best intentions. But the reality is life gets in the way. And sometimes we're maybe 10% effective at doing our homework. Or sometimes we're 100% effective at doing our homework, but our homework isn't effective. So then it's hard to stay motivated long term when you're not seeing uh, an improvement. Um, So we really like to make it meaningful for you. Technically, that term is functional integration. That's what you would 
be call it in physical therapy school. Um, and it's a big part of my background as a stroke and brain injury rehab specialist. A lot of retraining the brain means looking at strategies that your body naturally does in function as opposed to isolating a a body part or a movement of a body part. And people tend to regain function better when they're doing something that is meaningful or familiar to them than just like moving their pinky back and forth for a random reason, right? So when I did stroke and brain injury rehab, functional integration was so important because it really didn't matter if the person could roll over on the treatment mat in the gym if they couldn't roll over on a soft mattress in their bed, right? It You have to start on maybe the treatment mat, but it doesn't make sense unless they can actually do it in something that's meaningful for them. And the same thing applies to all forms of rehab, in my opinion. I want it to be meaningful. And, you know, we the way we do that at the tummy team, the thing that's very important to me is I want you to be successful. And like I said many times, I started this this process to treat myself. And I'm the first to say that as a physical therapist, I am a terrible physical therapy patient. Um, I, like all of you, go in with the best intentions and then I don't always do all my exercises and especially don't do the exercises if they make me lay down on the floor because then all I think about is when's the last time I vacuumed and my dog's in my face and, you know, I just don't have time to lay on the floor to do exercises every day or at least that's what I would tell myself. Um, And then, you know, sometimes I'd have a shoulder exercise and the therapist would give me this great exercise, but you needed a large piece of wall to do it. And I have pictures all over my house and I couldn't find that particular area to do the exercise consistently. So I just didn't do it. Right. And And then you go in and you feel bad because you didn't do all your exercises and then you feel like you got nobody else to blame but yourself and then you just quit going. And um, this is what people do a lot. This is what I did a lot. Then we have the other side of the coin where we have people that are just super diligent, desperate, do every single thing that you tell them to do, um, find a way, you know, um, to, to lay down, they, they lock their door at their office and they lay down on their lunch break and they do their exercises then. Um, and they have a hard time translating the consistency of those exercises into anything meaningful in what they need to do in real life. Um, so my goal is always to not waste your time to give you the, the right things for the right reasons to get the right results. And if you look at what functional integration and what real life rehab means, is it's like using the demands and the structure of your real life as a foundation for your rehab approach. It's how you set goals. It's how you stay consistent. It's how you make it meaningful and ultimately get the lasting results that you want. We say a lot at the tummy team, we're working at getting you a strong core for life. And what that means is a strong core for your real life, for the things you have to do in your real life, as well as a strong core for the longevity of your life, 
right? We want it to be lasting results, not just results when I'm doing these exercises on the floor three times a day, but results that last and that are achievable over the long haul, okay? So we're going to break it down a little bit of what real life rehab looks like and how the tummy team uses that approach in all of our programs and in it's the foundation of everything that we do, this functional integration. So the first thing that we need to understand is the functional design of your core and your pelvic floor. And I've talked a little bit about this in other other podcasts and lots and lots about this um, in videos on YouTube and on our website. But for those of you just joining us, I want you to think about your core not as what you see on fitness magazines and, you know, sculpted abs. That's not actually the function of your core. Functionally, what the muscles do is there's a group of muscles that wrap around your torso connecting your pelvis, the bowl of your pelvis to the bowl of your rib cage, connecting those, um, those structures, those bones together and stabilizing your spine and holding your organs in place. All of your abdominal organs are supported by the, the structure, the abdominal wall structure of your core. And at the same time, it, the, these core muscles support your posture, they support your um, digestion, your respiration, as well as your reproductive organs, okay? So it connects your upper and lower body so your arms and legs can move freely, stabilizes your spine, stabilizes your pelvis, stabilizes your rib cage, supports your diaphragm, which supports your lungs, supports your internal organs, which helps your digestion and your reproductive health, okay? These are all really, really important. Now, the floor of your core, so if you think about a cylinder, that's your core muscles that wrap around your torso. The ceiling of the cylinder is your diaphragm. The floor of the cylinder are your pelvic floor muscles, okay? So if that cylinder is doing its job where it's it's firm, meaty, elongated, connected, um, and, and you're really aware of what that muscle does, then it holds all your organs up out of your pelvic floor. If that muscle, instead of a meaty corset around your waist, is more like a deflated balloon, then your organs are subject to gravity and often push down and fall down into your pelvic floor and create some pelvic floor dysfunction. All right, so the functional design of your core is stability. It's a slow twitch endurance muscle that holds you together. Now, when you have a diastasis, which is a separation of the abdominal wall, it's when the connective tissue that runs right down the center of your abdominal wall stretches out, bulges, or acts as a trench, and no longer gives you the functional support of that corset. And so now you have a really weak spot in your tummy. And the core is basically, you know, the, the, it, it, there's a reason it's called the core, right? It's basically the structure that helps the rest of your body do everything it's supposed to do. Okay. If you think about all of the um, internal organs and the function of those internal organs, 
you know, that are housed in those core muscles and how those muscles actually support um, and, and put those, those organs in the right place, you can start kind of getting a bigger picture that this is more than just how having a flat tummy, this is more than just looking good in a bathing suit, you know, or, you know, being very slim, you know, some of it, there's definitely a component of that. As your core gets stronger, it pulls together and it elongates, which slims your waist and flattens your tummy. But it's not about being slim and flat. It's about being strong and connected. And that strength and that connection translates into what your body needs to do in real life. So there's the first thing we, we need to know is, like, actually, why are those muscles there? Those muscles were way there long. Those muscles were there so far before we ever had a Gold's Gym, you know, or, or you know, I don't know, insanity workouts and CrossFit, okay? Those muscles are part of how our body was designed to function well before fitness became even a part of our culture, okay? So if we look back at how our body was designed to function before we had exercise and fitness, when we were just, you know, walking through the Garden of Eden, when we're just, you know, plowing fields and, you know, doing all the things that people did before we created fitness, that's the function of those muscles, all right? So that leads us to the second component of what we need to think about, and that's the functional demands of life. So this is very individual, and if you haven't had a chance to listen to the podcast about an honest self-assessment, it's a, that's a really great podcast for you to really think about what does my body need to do every day and how well is it doing those things? So it's very individual what the demands of your life are and it's seasonal. So what the physical demands of my life as a college student were um, when I was a collegiate athlete, but then I also sat at a desk most of the day and I carried books around campus and I walked a lot and I um, slept in a bunk bed way up high in my dorm room and, you know, and I swam hours and hours a day. That's very different than what the functional demands of my life were when I had a newborn and uh, also a puppy at the same time. You know, what I needed to do to care for that baby and to care for that puppy and to clean up after everybody, what that, that demand is very different than the demands that maybe we've had during like the shutdown and quarantine where we're working from home and we're sitting in front of computers a lot and we're, we're not outside and we're not out doing as much as we used to do and we can't don't have access to the gym anymore. That's a different functional demand of our life. So what we do in the kind of rehab process and what we coach our clients through is to really think, what do I need to do on a day-to-day basis? And this is not necessarily fitness, although it could be fitness. It's not just fitness. It's not just, I need to be able to run a 5K, you want to be able to run a 5K. And in some cases, that may feel like a need because some people really need to run for sanity reasons. But what you also need to do is be able to be pain-free when you are taking care of your toddler, when you are cleaning your house, when you are sitting at a desk on meetings all day, when you are 
um, standing in the kitchen making dinner, you know, when you're folding laundry, the things that you do throughout the day when you're on a long car ride, what are you, what does your body need to do on a daily basis, pain-free, strong, where you don't have to think, oh, do I have enough strength to do this? Or I'm so tired, I can't do that now, I'm going to put it off, I need to take a nap first, or I need to ask my husband to help me do this because I can't do it. You know, think about some of those things. And some of them are wants, but I want you first to think about what are the needs of my life. And the wants are important as well. But we start first with what are the basic needs that I should be able to do without feeling like my body's falling apart. I should be able to sneeze without wetting my pants. That's a reasonable, acceptable goal. I should be able to, you know, carry my toddler that fell asleep on the couch upstairs to their bed without back pain or without terrible back pain, without back pain that I can't address quickly and resolve easily, okay? So thinking about some of those things, the daily things and then maybe kind of the random things that you sometimes might have to to do and really looking at what does my body need to functionally be able to do, okay? Because remember, we're setting goals and we're also looking at how to be strong in the real life things that we do. So we have to really think about that. And a lot of times when we start thinking about strength, we quickly jump to fitness And forget that there are so many things that we do in our day that are physically demanding, especially when we have young children, very physically demanding, um, that are not just, you know, did I do that spin class or that kickboxing class, right? They're physically demanding in themselves. So we need to acknowledge that and have strategies for that, okay? So then the next thing that we consider in this functional integration, real life rehab approach is understanding what and your body is communicating to you. Um, and we talk about this a lot in our on a self-assessment. We talk about it a little bit in the diastasis recti functional core weakness podcast as well. Um, but we one of the phrases that often you hear is you need to listen to your body. Um, And that is true. But there's a step beyond listening to your body because sometimes we listen to our body, but we don't understand the language. We don't understand what it's saying. And so we we ignore it or we uh, misinterpret what, what it's saying and respond ineffectively or incorrectly. And so what we're really looking for is something that I've coined the term physical attunement. So attunement is a term that's used in counseling, which is, refers to um, the response of a, a primary caregiver to a young child. When the child has a need, they cry, they ask for something, there's something that happens. How quickly and how effectively does the primary caregiver um, respond to that the right way? So if they ignore it and the, the child's needs are ignored, that, that's kind of like the child learns that that attunement, their needs aren't going to be met, so they need to find another strategy, right? Or there, the other thing is sometimes maybe the, the primary caregiver um, 
overshoots it. The first peep they make, they pick them up and they take care of them and they kind of smother them. So it's like an overreaction to what has happened. Instead of finding out like right in the middle, not ignoring and not overreacting. So what physical attunement means is, and what I mean by that term is when my body says something, when my body um, starts to get, let's say my low back starts to get a little bit fatigued, a little bit achy, what I need to think is, okay, it, am I tired? Am I using new muscles? Is that saying, telling me that my back's about to go out? Am I starting to strain? Am I recruiting or compensating something? You know, and then I need to address kind of like what that is. And that takes some time and some understanding. But what tends to happen is people ignore it until it's a really loud, like, oh, I'm down. I can't do anything. My back's in spasm. I can't, I can't bend. I can't cough. I can't do anything, you know, or if they've had that reaction before, as soon as they feel anything in their back, they stop doing everything. They're like, okay, I can't do anything. My back's going to go out. So we need to understand what our body is saying to us without freaking out and without ignoring it, because to make something meaningful and functional, we have to have a really good dialogue and understanding and connection to what our body is doing and saying. And we at the tummy team, we take you through a process to get there. This is not an immediate thing. Because a lot of times we have been doing things um, without even knowing it that have not been all that effective. um, Until I have you slow down and really think about this. Okay. But it is possible and it's a beautiful thing. I'm actually going to do a whole podcast in the future um, about physical attunement. And we're going to talk about that a lot because I think it's so, 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 so important. Okay, so once we start listening to our body and start kind of interpreting what it's saying when it's, you know, either straining or there's pelvic floor leakage or... Your, um, your stomach is bulging when it shouldn't bulge or there's pain somewhere or something like that, okay? We need to start listening and understanding what those things are meaning. And then the next thing, the next step of functional integration is rethinking rehab into self-care strategies. Um, often what people are experiencing, whatever dysfunction you're experiencing, Um, is due to years of neglect, ignoring the body's symptoms, powering through, using kind of all or nothing strategies where we do a little bit of all and then a lot of nothing. Um, But consistency in the end wins um, over intensity. and, And basically, this is something we say all the time, whatever you do, the most wins. If you neglect a muscle, it's going to get weaker. If you use a muscle, it's going to get stronger. If you overtense a muscle unnecessarily, it's going to spasm or be excessively tight. So we, we really want to rethink rehab as self-care. Like if you go back to looking at what was the design of the muscles and what are the demands of my life and what is my body communicating to me? then it's less about this series of exercises that a well-meaning physical therapist gave you and more about me having a good relationship with my body, respecting and honoring what its limitations and strengths are and setting goals to make it successful. And to be fair, people tend to suck at self-care. 
right? You know, self-care is the first thing to go. When we are stressed, we take care of everybody else. We ignore, we power through. But I also want to say that there is some self-care that you're doing already. Probably that's part of a routine. And if we can piggyback onto some self-care strategies that you're already doing, we can help trick you into being consistent, even if you're not a consistent person. Okay. And this is one of my gifts (laughs) is tricking you into being consistent and looking at what does your life really look like and how can we make you consistent at the things that are going to give you the, the best results so that you will be motivated to keep going. All right. And this is where in other interview podcasts that we've done, people will say, I was really surprised at how I could be consistent and how a little bit of consistency made such a big difference. And we want each one of our clients to experience that. We want you to be successful, okay? Your time is important. We try not to waste it. So there are things you're doing all day that some of them are self-care, little strategies. For instance, most of us have trained ourselves to brush our teeth morning and night. That is self-care. Most of us take a shower once a day. Uh, Most of us maybe blow dry our hair, brush our teeth, wash our hands, use the restroom. Those are all forms of self-care. Take, go to bed at night. That's a form of self-care. So we look for ways to piggyback some of the strategies we want you to work on. So let's say we have a stretch that we think is going to be really important for you. We maybe have you do it when you brush your teeth. Um, we set it up so that you can do that stretch right when you're brushing your teeth and you piggyback onto what you're doing already. Or in the shower, we have you do this activity. Or when you're using the bathroom, we have you do this connection to your pelvic floor. You know, those kinds of things. And then if you, on top of it, you have built in um, childcare responsibilities. For instance, you are nursing a baby and you're nursing every two to three hours, then we build in some of your rehab into that baby care or you're changing diapers, then we build in something into when you change the diaper, you're going to do this thing at the same time or right before, or right after. And um, it it sounds at first like, oh gosh, we're infiltrating your whole life. But if you step back and you think, okay, consistency is going to win and there are a lot of physical demands of my day, How am I going to fit in and listen to my body and respond when I hear things in an effective way? This is one of the ways you're going to do that. So that's the first way. We look at things that you're already doing and we give you strategies to piggyback onto that. The second thing is we look at things that maybe aren't self-care, but are postures that you are assuming throughout the day. For instance, if you sit at a computer all day, then we are going to really look at how you're sitting at the computer. And if you remember that your core's, one of your core functions is postural, then we want to look at your posture at the computer. If you drive, you carpool your kids all over the place. You're like in that carpool stage where your kids have piano and one's at swimming, and then we're going to run to the soccer field. Okay, then we need to make sure how you're in the car is going to work for you. If you're nursing a baby, we want that to work for you. It, depending on the season of life and the physical demands you have, how you stand in the grocery store, how you stand when you're, if you have a job where you're like checking out at 
Trader Joe's and you're always turning a certain way. We're going to give you strategies to use your muscles to help you and instead of hurt you in the repetition of your daily life. So this is where really understanding and having you do a self-assessment of what do I need to do all day? What am I physically doing all day that I could be doing more effectively? And what am I doing all day that maybe my body is talking to me and saying, I don't like it when you do that. I don't like it when you do that for three hours. I'm okay if you do that for an hour and 45 minutes, but once you get past that, I don't like that anymore. So this, you, can you see how this is all pulling together where if we understand what's causing our, our, our body to fail or to, to struggle, and we have strategies built into our day to respond quickly and effectively like that physical attunement, not waiting too long, not waiting till your body has shut down or is freaking out. This is going to be a very meaningful way for you to see, oh, this is not simply just a set of exercises. This specific exercise or strategy or connection or, or um, release or stretch is a direct response to what my body is is saying in this moment, and it's going to shift the direction of the next few hours. That is pretty meaningful. And that helps you recognize you are the owner of your own body. We want you to really understand that you need to know what's going on and what your body is saying to you and have strategies to address it. And that's what the tummy team, and that's why it's called the tummy team. I am like, I am a physical therapist, but I am coaching you to be your best physical therapist for your own body and your own set of circumstances. All right. So let's pull some things together. Once we understand the function of the core, we know or can identify the demands of our body in this particular season of our life. We learn to listen and respond appropriately to what our body is saying, not ignoring pain, not overreacting to symptoms. And then we can add strategies into our daily routine so we can be consistent. Then we are already becoming stronger for the meaningful little things in our daily life. The little things that add up to big things. You know, it might seem like a little thing to be able to carry your toddler upstairs when they're asleep without your back hurting, but it's actually a pretty big thing. It's a pretty big thing to feel like you don't have to doubt your body is capable of doing that, okay? And so we want you to have the strength and the confidence to do the things that are important, the real important things. Then from there, we can start setting maybe bigger, different goals. Remember how in the beginning I said, I want you to think about what you need to do, but also think about what you want to do, okay? There's certain things that we like to do because they br it brings joy to our life. Um, for instance, for me, um, I like to swim. Swimming brings joy to my life. It brings stress relief. It, um, it's just a really good thing for me, mentally, emotionally, physically, in every way. Um, and so I, I do swim. I swim competitively. But it was I had taken 12 years off of swimming before I went back. So 
there was a path to getting back to swimming at the level that I swim now. And that's what I try to tell people is they maybe have something that brings them joy. They were a runner, they were a swimmer, they were a snowboarder. They, um, I had one client who um, used to play basketball and she didn't really want to play basketball anymore, but she wanted to coach basketball again. And she used to coach basketball and that was, she wanted to coach her, her kids when they were, got to the right age. And she also coached at a high school level. And she really wanted to be able to do that, but her back was very unstable. She had a significant diastasis when we started and she had some pelvic floor um, incontinence issues. And so, but, but this was a component of her life that she had kind of put on a shelf and said, I can't do that. I probably will never be able to do that again. I want to tell you that it's important for you to say, I can't do that yet. And right now I have to put it on a shelf, but that doesn't mean forever. If we can get your foundational strength and we can get you stable then we break down the components of that activity you love and build up strength systematically to get you back to doing the things that you love. And for her, for basketball, basketball is not just about running. It's about going sideways, kind of shimmying sideways. It's about being able to dribble a ball and walk at the same time and then run at the same time. It's about stopping and starting. It's about a lot of hand-eye coordination. You know, and it's a lot of diagonal movement. So we broke things down into those and she could do it in small pieces without fatiguing out. But what sometimes happens is we return to a sport or an activity that we we have a muscle memory for, but our muscle memories are connected to a different body maybe our pre-baby body or our 20 years younger body. And now we've been sitting at a desk for 20 years. And even though in our brain, we can still do that sport, we're doing it with a different body. So we need to break it down and reconnect to our body now and, and look at what range of motion we need to not compensate and what, what strategies we need to engage to support our core, to support our pelvic floor, to be able to do those things that you want to do. And it's absolutely possible. And we want that because it does it does bring you joy, but we want you to be smart because if you jump into something, remember our all or nothing strategy that we just want to, we just want to jump in and do that. I just want to go and play a pickup game of basketball and I don't want to think about my broken body. Um, you can go ahead and do that, but you might pay for it. Your body might really not respond well, um, to the demands of that and, I don't want you to be injured. I don't want you to have an injury that's going to really set you back. Okay, so let's be smart. Let's listen to what our body's doing and let's have a strategy, have a game plan to get you from, you know, point A to point B um, as effectively, as fast as you can, but with the right tools, because we don't have time for those setbacks. And it's so emotionally discouraging, not just physically discouraging to kind of jump into the deep end and then go, oh my gosh, my body couldn't do it. When we really didn't honor and respect what our body needed to build up the steps to get back to that. So let's think about that real life rehab in terms of that big picture. You know, what is required of you um, and what brings you joy? And how can we look at um, your life 
and give you strategies to be successful in your life to get you back to doing the things that you need to do. And that, in my experience, rarely includes exercises that lay you on your back um, or exercises that um, you do tons and tons of reps of. I really... I really look for strategies that if we are going to do an exercise, for instance, one of the, our core exercises, our key exercises of um, core, our core foundations program is um, a belly breath with a transverse abdominus hold. And that's basically where we take a breath and we exhale and zip up our tummy from our pubic bone up to our rib cage with a shush. And we draw those muscles together and we connect everything there. We do this exercise as a connection exercise, as a retraining exercise, but it will mean nothing if we don't implement that into how you sit, stand, how you pick up your kids, how you shovel snow, how you carry the groceries in, how you bend over and pick up the dog poop off the carpet, all of those things. It needs to be meaningful and, and the sooner we can make it meaningful, the more you will implement that strategy over and over and over again. And the more that pathway to your brain will be like, oh, my core stabilizes me when I bend over. Oh, my core stabilizes me when I have something heavy in my arms. Oh, my core stabilizes me when I do this. And at first it's gonna bombard your nervous system. You're like, oh my gosh, I never realized how much I use my core. And then it's gonna become muscle memory and your body will recruit that strategy instinctively. As soon as you do something unusual, um, unexpected, or like really challenging, you might have to slow down and retrain your body to use that strategy again. Um, but gradually this becomes the best strategy for your body to use because it supports your body um, effectively and well in all the things you're doing from a simple cough to you know carrying something very heavy or doing even more extreme things that you know, might be a really big, you know, harvesting if you're a farmer or um, building, you know, a fire pit, if that's something that's important to you. All these things that you want to physically be able to do without hurting yourself. That's what we look at when we say real life rehab. We're retraining your brain and that requires consistency, it being meaningful, it being functional, it being reproducible, and you being connected and present in your body throughout that whole, whole activity. And that's what we do at the Tummy Team. All right? So hopefully that helps you kind of see why we do what we do and how we do it. This is not... Um, this is not obviously our whole approach, but it is something that I know sets us apart from most rehab approaches. And like I said, the best approach is often the one you're going to be consistent with. And our goal is to help you be successful and help you be consistent in ways that you may have never thought you could be consistent. Okay, but you can. And we want you to have a strong core for life. Um, we want that for every one of our clients. Um, and hopefully if you're listening to this podcast and this rings true for you or somebody that you care about, you'll share this podcast and they'll get a better understanding that they can be successful with rehab, even if they haven't been successful in the past. Check out what we do at the Tummy Team. We have um, 
lots of online programs, our core foundations program, our prenatal core training program, our core foundations for men, our floor of your core program. We, we have lots and lots of programs available for you. And we have e-sessions where you can uh, meet with me one-on-one. And I would love to do that. All right. Thank you so much. That's today's podcast and we will see you soon and we would love for you to reach out to us with any questions you have. Thanks so much. Be well. Thank you for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. The Tummy Team is committed to validating your story, providing you with relevant practical education to understand your body and offering effective solutions to live the life you were meant to live. Check out thetummyteam.com to get more information about how we can help you specifically and see if one of our online programs is right for you. You can also follow The Tummy Team on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube to get tips, encouragement, and support.